Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How's it going? Welcome to the Swim Podcast, episode two. I'm Daniel P. Carter. The someone who isn't me this week is Corey Taylor of Slipknot and Stone Sour. And when um, Slipknot were over here in the UK recently doing a run of arena shows, um, I caught up with Corey on his day off and we hung out and spoke nonsense all afternoon into the early evening and we recorded a lot of that most of which you're going to hear now actually no a tiny chunk of which you're going to hear now for the next hour or so anyway um and we kind of covered a bunch of different topics ranging from all the different stuff he does to uh outer space which is good um we were eating at the start of the podcast so if that sounds weird i apologize um enjoy so you're number two you're not interesting. Two. Yeah, well, uh, that sounds. Uh, you're not the first to say that well, about on. me. So, so <laughs> right. So as an intro, singer, songwriter, frontman, Slipknot, Iron Stone, Sour, actor, New York Times best-selling author, mm. husband, father, raconteur, bon viveur. Yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Polymath, <laughs> modern day Renaissance man. <laughs> You've got a lot on your plate, man. I do. Uh, thank God it's a big plate. Because I don't know if I, could, I don't know if I could handle any any more to be honest, um, but you know I mean, you take what you can get. You know I, I mean, mean there's a list. It reads pretty well. Well, you I got me mildly happy with that. I'm very happy. You know, like I mean, it's it's kind of cool because it's I've kind of hit that that point in my career where I'm getting to do a lot of stuff that I always wished I could do, you know, mm. like, like the acting, for example. I mean, that yeah. was a total accident. That wasn't me like going out and trying to do that. Like that came to me and I was able to make it work and you know, it's cool. As weird as the film is. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was still a very, I loved the experience. I loved being able to, you know, kind of learn and just watch and, and really get a feel for it. And it was just, it was awesome. Is it something you're going to go into more, do you think? I'm going to try, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's one of those things where if 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 the, the parts come and I've got time to do it, I'll absolutely do it. Um, yeah. But I'm not going to, like, you know, semi-retire to, to chase down movie roles, you know? Yeah, time's got to be slim right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's still super busy. I mean, I've got, you know, a handful of months off coming up, but... Um, even then I've got, you know, stuff kind of you know, started to fill up the non-show days, you yeah. know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, if it's, if it, if it works and I can, I can make it work, that's, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I mean, well, you're over here for, for, for the Slipknot stuff at the moment. Yeah. Which is cool. I, I came to one of the Ali Pali shows. Yeah. Yeah. That first, and the second night was even better. Like, yeah, yeah it was not, not to rub that in your face, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, it was really good, man. I, and We'd never played there before, and yeah. um, to see that many people on the floor, man, was just... Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it was rammed, you know? It just There was something about those shows that just felt almost like a throwback to when we first were starting to come over here, you know, yeah. playing the Astoria and yeah. just having so much fun. Um, that's what those shows really kind of had that vibe of just pandemonium like i mean and everybody on twitter would had just had so much fun so yeah, it was good it was yeah good i'm vibe. really, really... I got the train back and it's it's interesting because i feel like uh i'm kind of amongst it all just just listening to the chatter yeah 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 it was yeah all positive yeah. good good yeah. good good it was cool man i thought it was really sound i thought you know it was 
the screens I thought were awesome. Yeah. I liked it as well because it made a big change from the, you know, the all singing, all dancing pyro. Yeah. Which yeah. you've had you've had a lot of, and it, it it could almost be that it gets to the point where it, it gets relied upon. Yeah, exactly. And and I thought the show didn't need it. I thought the set was amazing. Um, but yeah, the screens were rad, man. Just like that high, super glossy, um, really saturated color. Yeah. And, and I thought it was quite, you know, it was really bold. Clown put a lot of work into yeah, really shaping a lot of the visuals for each song. Like, I mean, he was night and day working on it, really yeah. making sure that, you know, it was, it was put together really well. Because when we started talking about it, I mean, we were talking about it when we were in Mexico City for Knotfest. Like, how can mm. we, you know, how can we differentiate next year from this year, and where can we go, and what yeah. can we do? And that was one of the first things that we talked about was really, you know, trying to get even more visual um, with the art and the creativity, and yeah. just and just giving a certain sense, like, and not detract, like, kind of like you said about the the pyro and stuff. Sometimes that can just take away from what the band is doing. Mm. And for us, this was about just adding an extra element so the band still shines through, you know, because yeah. we are still such a, an energetic band, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's yeah. even at our age. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was really cool to be able to augment that with something that we felt really passionate about, you know, and when we started talking about it, the whole band was in on it and really dug it and, you know, clown, clown around with it and it, it looked really cool. Yeah, man. It was almost like a living backdrop, you know? Yeah. And I thought, like, you know, I said about the like the saturation of it, it was so so bold the yeah. colors, and I, and I thought it was rad as well that it was going from like almost microscopically, like you know, really tight stuff of insects to just like the cosmos. You yeah, know? yeah. Like both ends of it. it was exactly. Rad. Yeah, and that was clowns. You know, mm. that was clowns. That's clowns' mind. What yeah. you're seeing on that screen, <laughs> yeah. that's that's what I have to deal with every day. So, yeah, <laughs> but has has this all been? Um, been a good time this tour yeah yeah it's been a, i mean it's a lot of travel you know which yeah. really can you've been on tour you know it can kick the crap out of you yeah um it, it's been a lot i mean we were really looking forward to getting here hmm. and uh not just you know not just london but brum uh you know cardiff was off the hook yeah. um it's been really good to get to get back to the uk because you know this is kind of like our second home yeah. and um going through um Eastern Europe, Northern Europe to kind of get there. I mean, it, it was like the, the, it was super cold. Um, here, here's the bit of irony. We got sunshine when we got to the UK, like the, really honestly kind of for the first time. <laughs> and uh, it was like, whoa, you know? So we all kind of stood up and kind of re revitalized us, re reinvigorated us. And uh, it was, uh, it was good. So how much more have you got of this run? Honestly, um, We've got tomorrow in Brum, next day Leeds, day off, Belfast, and then we go home. Yeah. So three shows, five days, which, I mean, that's nothing, you know. But we've yeah. already been over here for like a month. So, um, And then we've got three or four months off before uh, we start doing the stuff for the summer in the States. So sadly, we won't be over for the, 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 the festivals but I don't think that's a bad thing to no to, no to you, take you you get a lot of people gotta let people miss out. you man you know yeah. like especially especially over here where there's so much excitement you know and there's so many other bands trying to you know kind of you know it's their time Give so it's like absolutely chance, right? absolutely I know right <laughs> we're so greedy <laughs> yeah uh, no I think I think it's a good thing to do um and then and then you're doing more around the, the U S then yeah yeah we're doing about that yeah we ha we haven't announced anything yet um. But uh, we we've got a almost a two month thing that we're that we're setting up that should be pretty pretty cool. Um, I won't give you too much detail, but uh, oh, that's, cool. that's starting in June, run to the first week of August, something like that. So I think I might know what that is as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's let's let's just hope we all survive that one. That yeah. that should be interesting. But uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that too. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be a good time. Mm. You know, I said at the start, it's almost as a joke, like you, you, you read through this list of things that you do and it, and it does make me wonder like how you, because it's not like you're just dabbling in these things. Like, you know, you've done what, three, four books? Three books. Three books, Three books. Sorry. I'm working on the fourth. That's, uh, that's going to be intriguing. And uh, 
the the What's concept for it's it's uh the, the working title is America 51 and uh, kind of a play on Area 51 yeah just because my country is so fucking batshit crazy these days mm. um and my publishers are so excited about it just because of the state of things in my country right now that they kind of want me to like hurry up and write it so they can get it out and capitalize on it which I get it um but at the same time I don't I don't like to rush anything you know like just so I can meet some sort of you know try to slot it into some sort of cultural thing yeah um but at the same time if it comes together quick it comes together quick you know oh, I mean so what's the vibe of it it's it, just uh... basically kind of just talking about the the various neuroses and psychoses and other Z's around around America, you know. I mean, there's going to be a lot of positive stuff. But there's going to be a lot of negative stuff because yeah, it's the home of the conspiracy theories. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's the home of a lot of shit. To be honest, man. I mean, I was kind of taken aback. Like the last couple of years have been rough for me as an American. You know, just kind of watching everything unfold from everything from the the. I mean, the the rampant police brutality mm. and i know it's been going on for a while it's just now kind of started to really get a lot of ink you know yeah do you to... think it's more a case of that people are, are more prepared to talk about it now and plus it's getting filmed now well i i think and i think that's one of the 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 good side effects of the fact that you know technology has been able to catch up with it yeah my problem though is that nobody's getting convicted you know, for every 10 cases, you have maybe two yeah. get convictions, you know? And so people are, you know, and, and then and then people wonder why everyone's angry because there's no sense of justice right yeah. now. Uh, there's no sense of accountability. And that's one of the reasons why, and that kind of shifts to the other side of things with the political climate right now. Which is... Which is unbelievable. As an outsider... Uh, Watching what's going on, you know, I don't want this to turn into a bit where I'm, I'm, you know, ragging on your country. Oh no, trust I, me, I, I, <laughs> I have, you know, I mean, politics in general worldwide is is a oh, it's is fucking crazy anyway. But yeah. at the moment, it just seems like the thing with Trump is is mind blowing. Yeah, man. it really is. And there's so many. You talk about conspiracy theories. There are so many conspiracy theories around that. Really? Oh my God! Yeah, somebody hit me up to the one uh, a couple of days ago where there's this whole conspiracy theory that Trump signed on to the Republican Party so he could talk all this madness just so he could make sure that the Democrats win. <laughs> yeah, okay. because because for the last thirty years he's been a member of the Democratic Party. Really? Oh, I. Now I and I oh, and I don't great, have but... I don't have the facts and figures in front of me. Like I don't know where the shift came or if there was a shift, but you can't say that much crazy shit without going. Hmm. You know, because I mean, hmm. between him and Ted Cruz, oh my God. You know, <laughs> but it's everybody. It's everybody who's running for the GOP. Ben Carson, who at one point I thought was the more level-headed. Yeah. Of all of the candidates, the shit he has been saying lately is unbelievable. You know, like I'm just like, what am I seeing here? You know, but the, it's mind blowing that to some of the traction that he's actually getting, though. That's the scary thing. That well, even if that is, even if this is a conspiracy theory where he's like, I'm gonna turn up, I'm gonna say I'm with these guys, and then I'm gonna spout garbage so that everyone <laughs> goes, we're not gonna. It looks like it's backfiring. Yeah, Everyone's well, like, yeah, this guy is talking yeah. sense. And that's Well, scary. and the, another one of the, the theories that was out there was that he was really just going to use this as a platform to... Get a second series of The uh, Apprentice. Well, not just, not just the, the Apprentice, but like a whole other show entirely. For real? Yeah. I was joking. No, no. Uh, it was a, wow. like a different show aside from The Apprentice because they've gone with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger for The, the, oh, yeah, 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 for the Apprentice. Yeah, now, between the book that he just put out and the new show that he was talking about, like this reality show that yeah. where they follow him, he was just going to use this as a way to kind of promote that. And now that he's like, when he's just like, well, let's just see how far we can take it, shall we? You know? Yeah. And it's so it's like a social experiment. Exactly. Imagine which, if it 
I'm sorry, but I don't need that with my president, you know, like Mm. the jokes on you. Well, fuck you, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's uh, it's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Yeah, it's a weird it's a really, really weird, dark time in my country right now. I think it is worldwide, to be fair. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a global thing, but it seems to be (laughs) a little more concentrated in America, just because there's really no censor. There's no, nobody really holds anything back anymore, hmm. whether it's good or bad, to be honest. And I don't know if that's the bad end of social media or whatnot, but now, and I was talking about this actually the other day, because if you look at some of the things that some of these, uh, the, the, the candidates, or the hopeful nominees have been saying yeah. the fact that they've gotten away with it. Um, whereas 20 years ago, they'd have been shut down like nobody's business. Yeah. It's kind of the, it's, it, it, it's kind of gives you a sense of what's offensive. Now <laughs> you've got you, I mean, because of social <laughs> yeah. media, in my opinion, people are so quick to call offense to something that's mm. offensive. This is offensive. When everything is offensive, nothing is. Yeah. You know? Like, the the noise is so loud. All of this real shit is getting through, and nobody's listening because they're so focused on why the new Star Wars is offensive. And I'm like, you are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's really the case of what who's going to stand up and say something? And even if they do, who's listening? Because apparently it's fucking scoring points for people you know i was honestly i was honestly shocked at the backlash that that phil caught because of the 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 sieg heiling and the white power i was like really you're offended by you're okay so you're offended by that meanwhile you've got all of these people these political candidates saying you know kinder versions of basically the same fucking thing yeah I mean, I, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. So it's like, I, I I wasn't, I I mean, I was just as offended as everybody else was, you know, but I wasn't there and I didn't see that. I haven't seen the footage and I, I just refuse to, because I'm not going to perpetuate it. You know, it's pretty heartbreaking. That's I know. And that's what I've heard. Um, and I just did a whole thing with the guardian where I talked about it, you know? Um, but it's almost like people are just picking their spots. You know, like they, yeah. they don't want to say anything until they feel like it's the right time to say it. It's like it's easier to say that about Phil than it is about Trump or Cruz, you know? Yeah, but then that might, a lot of that might be to do with the fact that that feels a lot closer to home. Yeah. Do you think in the sense that these people aren't, haven't invested time in Trump and, in, and his, mu- and not that he makes music, I'd like to hear it if he does make music, but what I mean is like, you know, you know what music is like, it will soundtrack your life. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. And then, and then if something happens like that, it, yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking, you almost feel betrayed. And I, I, that whole thing, I haven't even spoken about it, I, I've spoken with friends about it. Yeah, and same here, you know, it's, I mean, it's, um, the, the, the Guardian thing was the first time I'd really talked about it. And of course, that turned into 47 different news stories. Of course. Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody can nobody can do their own work these days. It's 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 a bizarre situation. Yeah. Where in it, the way that everything is so, you know, the internet is a beautiful thing and it should be this incredible means of connection. But it just seems that everybody, once again, just seems to have got got it and using it for... It's super divisive now. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's easy for you know. It's great that everyone's got a voice, but it would be better if most people didn't for a while. Within certain things, obviously, and that's not making any excuses for the stuff we. You know, it should give it should give people all... a voice who actually have something to say. Yeah, yeah. Other than <laughs> trolls who just chase people down and try to tear them down, you know. Mm, yeah. But unfortunately, that's the good and bad side of free speech. Yeah. To be honest, you know, I mean. I don't agree with a lot of the things that people say in America, but that doesn't mean they don't have the right to say it. Yeah. It may, it may be offensive, you know, but sometimes that's the protection you pay for, you know, it's true. I mean, it's true. Well, I think, you know, 
That's, yeah, the internet's weird, man. Oh, you ain't kidding. And once it gets, you know, it's only going to grow and grow, and then it'll become its own thing, and it'll be totally AI. It'll, be, and it'll become self-aware, Skynet, Dude, Terminator. Here it, we go. It, it, in all seriousness, have you seen some of the stuff that's happening oh, on that yeah, front? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's crazy. It's like, you know, the whole Google AI thing is it's amazing but crazy. Yeah. It just it, They just did that thing where um, where it played uh, that game, is it Go? Which is like... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and it, and yeah. it beat the European champion five games to nothing. Really? Um, because they basically, they set up the algorithms and then it played itself. Yeah. And, and worked out all these different different plays and all the different variations of how a thing can go. So, you know, you've already got like AI that are masters at chess and yeah, now they, this yeah. game is way more... Oh, Go um, is, is, is... It a, has way more outcomes. Apparently. It's the, hard, really the hardest game on the planet, apparently. Yeah. It's the, more, the most difficult. Apart from Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Well, obviously. and hey, let's not go there. <laughs> All right. We still got a long way to go before Google AI can roll the 12 die <laughs> and really sort it out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... Ah, man. You know, I, I look at some of that stuff and, and I listen to a bunch of podcasts and, and there's, there's one guy in particular, Duncan Trussell, who's, who has a... You know, he's he's he'll talk about this stuff a lot, and um, and it then makes me go and look it up, and it's fascinating. And I, I look at a lot of the kind of robotic stuff that's happening. Yeah, it's crazy, man. You know, we always make jokes about, oh, you know, Skynet's going to be self-aware, and it's coming. Yeah, exactly. And then that's that's going to be a huge thing in history, man. That's going to be a turning point. Because, yeah. Because then what? Well, it it raises amazing philosophical questions yeah um one of which is now how do you treat it you know i mean we can't even treat our each other well yeah so how do you treat that you know yeah, or is that the thing that brings the human race together is dealing with something that <laughs> yeah i mean think about that it. you know yeah. i mean it's, it's 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 the implications are amazing or is it the next stage of human evolution there's that. But We're already <laughs> augmenting our bodies in certain ways. You yeah. Know? Um, who's to say that you couldn't? And who's to say that you, as a a, a a being, couldn't then become two identities, with one being where you know, consciousness is being put online and well, there's that, and then there's the fact that if you could augment your body a certain way, you can make room for basically two different consciousness. Like yourself, and then, you know, the the the, the co-pilot, you know, because it's just a part of your body now, as far as like robotics goes. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's taking cyborg to a whole new level. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's happening. How the fuck did we get here? No, I you like know, it. I mean, it's cool. <laughs> I th you know, I find that stuff fascinating. Man. Oh, I do too. You and know? I, and I, I mean, think... it's terrifying, but it's 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 interesting. You know. Yeah, I mean, when when. When something like that becomes becomes aware, then it's going to start. Then you're going to get into the discussion of of souls and yeah, and and what makes um, what makes a human spirit rather than you know like a the physical body that we are and our consciousness. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Well, could uh, all backfire though, and we'll all get turned into animals. <laughs> yeah, well, or you know, Duracell Living batteries. Living batteries. Yeah, yeah totally. Exactly, exactly. Here comes the Matrix. Yeah, right. It's funny, man. <laughs> but um, which leads nicely to the fact that you uh, and myself. So I, I know you won't take offense, but you're you're a huge sci-fi nerd. Quite. Oh, absolutely. The Doctor Who thing was amazing. I remember Thank when you. when you uh, where was it? I saw you. Was it when when you were over it was here? When, last? Yeah, when we came over here. Yeah, because yeah, I did it. Because you just done it. Yeah, I just done it in, uh, in Cardiff. You were slightly excited. Yeah, that's <laughs> to, that's to say the least. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I wish you could have been with us when when it finally aired, man. I had the whole family like on the couch, you know. Where it's yeah. like a, my son is a huge Doctor Who fan too, so yeah. he was just like, "Is this the one? Is this the one?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. And then hearing the screams, he's like, "Is that you?" And I was like, "Yeah, was like, that's so cool." And then having my name in the credits was, I mean, yeah, I man. just sat, I just sat back on the couch. I was like, oh, "That was fantastic," you know. I had to watch it like three more times just to make sure that it was real. That's you know? so good. And you, like I said, before we started, I said you're such an Anglophile. It blew my mind a bit when when we when we spoke about it that first time, and you were saying about how you were such a huge fan of Doctor Who. Yeah. Because out, you know, it's it's it feels so English, and you know, you look back at it now, and 
and it, and some of them it looks it looks pretty rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> but it just it just seems so ingrained in 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 English culture that it, it, yeah. I didn't I didn't know. I mean, it's obvious it must have done, but I didn't know that it translated over. Well, and the thing is, not a lot of people here realize that it's been playing on public television, the PBS, yeah. for years. Okay. You know. Um, to this day, I mean, it's still affiliate. I mean, they, they play it on uh, BBC America now, obviously, yeah. but PBS in America, like I like Iowa Public Broadcasting, that's where I saw it. Okay, and it's been playing there since '73 or '74. Like the yeah, so since I, I mean, I grew up watching it. You know, yeah. I grew up with Tom Baker. You know, I was and say he's that was my that was my doctor. Mine too. You know? He's the best. And. Uh, and the thing is, is that, you know, you think about the quality of the production. It's not that much different from the original Star Trek show. Yeah, And when true. you really get down yeah. to it, because the only reason, the only thing that differentiates that is the fact that Star Trek was shot on film. Whereas a lot of the Doctor Who stuff was shot on, on uh, video, you know, okay. like at least the interiors. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why it looks aesthetically a lot different than Star Trek. But really, I mean, if you put those productions back to back, yeah. I mean, you know, when when the Enterprise is being shook and that's just them kind of falling over themselves. I mean, yeah. you know, that's the same kind of thing you get with Doctor Who. And, yeah, I, and that's why I think that's one of the reasons why I was so endeared to Doctor Who, you know, was just the fact that it felt like a really intelligent kids show, yeah. you know? And it didn't, it, it didn't assume the intelligence level of of the people watching it it just did its own thing it mm. wasn't condescending it wasn't um it wasn't trying to be more than what it was which was just a fun sci-fi show and i think it's one of the reasons why it's so different now is because you've got generations now mm. who have you know have grown up on it so it's had to evolve into what it is and become a little more sophisticated yeah but the this the essential the essential mission of the show is still the same as long as the doctor's there everything's going to be okay yeah and that's why i love it it's rad as well like i've i you know i've watched it with my kids and they would be the age when i was and they yeah and there would be that, you know, I used to watch it from behind the sofa half right. the time. Right, yeah, yeah, Which, which yeah. is great, you know, and, and my daughter will watch it, you know, recent stuff and, and we'll, we'll have a cushion like this. Yeah. And watch the whole <laughs> thing like that. And it's, yeah, it's, it's great. It's amazing. It's yeah. funny you say about Star Trek as well. Like, and I, I mean, that that was kind of, I never really went there with that. I really? Was, you know, I watched I watched the the originals yeah. a bunch when, when I was a kid, but I didn't get into all the, the later, you know, yeah, or your Deep Space Nines and whatnot. I was strictly yeah. I mean, I, I was I was always Star Wars. Yeah, same. See, I was the same way. Yeah, I only really, I mean, in recent years have I really come to appreciate what Star Trek was, because hmm. um, in a lot of ways, Star Trek was such a social commentary on what was going on in America at the time. And I'm talking about the original series. Yeah, and then Next Gen was kind of an expansion of that um, because. All of a sudden, it's it's Star Trek without all of the '60s censors, being able to really say poignant things, and uh, yeah. I you know I couldn't really appreciate that as a as a younger kid. I mean, I watched it still because it was science fiction, but as the years have gone on, I've come to really appreciate the kind of future that they were trying to put out there. You know, yeah. no religion, no no skin color, no. Yeah. No misogyny, no anything. Just you know, really trying to create that utopian society, and then trying to you know, once we've got our stuff together, trying to go out into the universe to find and discover other peoples, other planets, other species, races. I mean, I just thought that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. What do you think about that as well? About the whole thing about in 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 real life. About about the way things are about um, the the exploration of space and whatnot. And would I I'm what's very your what's your take on the whole? You know, you said about America fifty one. Yeah. Oh, so what's um, your take on it? I don't think we're I don't think we're being probed or anything. Like <laughs> I mean, I I watch I watch Ancient Aliens for the the laugh factor because every every episode of Ancient Aliens starts the same. Starts strong. You're like, huh? Well, that's that's, inter that's interesting. Yeah. And then it just degenerates into 
Like the one about the Nazis is probably. I mean, I, well, there's three of them. The, the just that you know all of the. Oh, it's fantastic. Everything, everything the Nazis had was from the aliens. You know, and they are they always get Giorgio Chocolis, who's the guy with the hair, okay. and he comes out. And he's like, he's the best line he ever said was they were talking about uh, religion and you know how the, you know the, the the gods appearing to humans was actually aliens and stuff. And he's yeah. like, am I saying? That angels came down from heaven to give fire to humans? Of course not. What I'm saying is aliens <laughs> came down from space to give fire to the humans. It's completely different. And I just, oh, <laughs> I, I, I'm fairly certain I spat whatever was in my mouth out. And I had laughed for at least 15 minutes. It yeah, was just man. the delivery and the, and the, the conviction. It's so good. But, okay, but the other side of that is you're going to tell me that this, this universe yeah. is so big and we are the only life in it. Oh, it's... it's Absolute rubbish. Impossible. Absolute rubbish, yeah. And then as soon as you start like, getting into the idea of, of, of parallels to that universe... Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it doesn't have to be extraterrestrials. It could be inter-terrestrials. Well, exactly. And, and people automatically assume... The, the worst thing that we have ever done is bullshit ourselves into thinking that we're the only types of life that can ever exist. Yeah. You know? Now, this is just based off of, uh, you know, the life forms that can exist using oxygen, where there are examples on this planet of, of you know, of living organisms who can live off of nitrogen, yeah. can live off of... I mean, carbon dioxide, like all of these yeah, things. Yeah, they found that cave recently where there was a, like a weird spider that just, it didn't need oxygen, it just lived yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you're going to sit here and tell me that this is the only way that we can have, like, I, I, I credit the astronomy community for finding, like, the what they call the Goldilocks planets, mm. in the Goldilocks zone, which is a certain um, distance away from the, the various, you know, stars and whatever. Yeah. But that's not to say that there can't be life on the other planets. We're just looking for the planets that we can live on yeah. because we know we're shitting on this one. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? We need to so, find another one quick. So it's yeah, like, yeah, that's why you, yeah, yeah. you go ahead and you keep yeah. your Goldilocks search up. But I guarantee you that for every one of those Goldilocks planets, there, there's got to be life on something else. It just doesn't need what we need for life to you know exist yeah no i agree plus who's to say that anything that else that's living on another planet is that is is fucking bothered yeah if they want to come and exactly uh, you know guys you're really ruining your spot good good work with that (laughs) yeah they're watching us going (laughs) yeah what the we're bending space and time over here you you get on with like That meanwhile they're picking up our old radio shows and like yeah. they're on to like you know the, the old jazz time that John Hammond would put on in the 40s and shit. They're just like, hmm, you think those use electricity? <laughs> I'm not really sure. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Yeah. No, it's, it's, wow, it's, we've really gone off topic. We really have, I mean, but that <laughs> seems to be our mo. So it's yeah. fine, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, yeah. So, in in conclusion, I do like ice cream, and I, I support its different flavors. Nice. So, yes, yes. I can't eat it. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, you got the lactose thing. No, uh, no, I'm just vegan. This is oh, a, well, a there's, well, that's even worse, really. So, I know, right? I mean, that's fine. 
I'm not that guy that goes around though. Yeah, the the the, the vegan Nazis. Yeah. I well, hate that look. I cannot stand that look. Yeah. I it makes me want to just eat a burger right in someone's face. Just and get grease on them and really just ruin their day. I'm that guy though. Like I'm not going to shit on the way you eat. Don't shit on the way I eat, okay? Yeah. I'm a bad vegan anyway. I wear leather. Well, and these shoes, man. Yeah. By the way, brutal. Uh, oh, it's like I feel like James Caan in Misery. It's oh, me. oh, you got the you got the the cobble going on. Yeah. You it's, see these? These are my old school Air Jordans. Nice. It's the most I've ever paid for a pair of shoes in my life. How much were those shoes? Um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you know you should be this guy. You should be like people lining up going I, here. Would you like to wear our shoes? Well, you would think so. But uh, would I would you like a, to wear our colorful floral suit? Had a well. There's that too. Um, which they, you know, Moods in Norway did swag me out for the uh, big ups. Yeah, yeah, for the for my for my roast. Yeah, which was pretty rad. Yeah, nice. they, I went down. They, 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 my and my wife picked it out, which was beautiful. It is probably one of the loudest I'd ever worn. Um, what but, worse than the? I say worse. It was uh, just <laughs> between. It was just was between. Uh, it was just between the first year and the second year of the Kerrang Awards. Yeah. That's where my roast suit kind of fell. Because it was it was blue and white uh, uh, tartan or pla- plaid, whatever you want to call it. Oh, it was no, that kind it. of print. Yeah. Um, but it was fucking neon white and neon blue, and I looked the shit. I yeah. looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You, I thought you. you and then I had baby blue well. baby blue chucks to go with them, low nice. tops. Set it off. It was beautiful. Do you think you'll be doing more of those kind of things? By the way, I thought uh, you did a really as an aside that the hosting thing you. Were, we it's had a lot really of fun. Good. Me and Scott had a lot of fun yeah. doing those. Um, and I was trying to, I was trying to figure out how I could get back to do a fifth year, hmm. and uh, my scheduling just did not allow for it. Like I was really struggling to kind of try and figure out how I could do it, and uh, yeah, it was weird. But um, I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten offered anything else um, as far as like stuff like that goes. That surprises me. Yeah, you're a natural well, host. I am, but I'm also. <laughs> I am. I am, and I'm, I appreciate that you've, <laughs> you've you've recognized that in yeah. me. Um, I just I don't know, man. You know, like at this point, you got a lot on your plate. I got a well, not only that, but I also got a lot to say, and yeah. I've stopped holding myself back from really saying as much as I would like to. Hmm. Um, but. And maybe that's maybe that's a good and a bad thing. Maybe people just assume that I'm too busy, so they don't offer me anything. Um, I will say, I mean, if the, if the if the if it was right, I'd totally be into it because I I got offered. Uh, We're just throwing that out there right yeah. now. Well, I got offered the the Metal Hammer uh, Metal Hammer Germany to co to co host that with somebody, and I couldn't do it. Unfortunately, who, who was the co host? I I want to say it was not Udo, but. It was somebody like that. Like, I mean, it would have been really, really yeah. cool, you know, but I just couldn't make it work, you know. Yeah. Um, and I was offered uh, Metal Hammer UK to, with uh, with Jericho to co-host that, like, a, a few years ago. Man. Yeah, he's so good. Um, oh, no, no, actually, when, yeah, no, he did kill that, but I'm yeah. thinking he did the Classic Rock Awards recently. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He was great. I was going to go to that, and we were we were on the road or whatever, so. Yeah, he was cool. Phil yeah. Jupitus was at that as well. Really? He came oh, up, man. He, he came up and, and gave an award to uh, <sighs> Noddy Holder and was amazing. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome, man. I, I love I love Phil. He's so funny, man. Yeah. Um, Would you Have you ever done stand-up, by the way? I kind of have um, in my solo shows. Yeah. Um, the show is really de- like it's developed since honestly those first two hmm. that I did here in the UK. Yeah. I did Birmingham and I did London. Yeah. And um, but the the format for the shows really started here. You know, like that's when I was doing like I I threw it out for the Q and A, which you know is just kind of yeah, that really kind of sets everything up. You know. Um, but I've gotten pretty good at whatever the theme of the book is, being able to kind of tie a monologue together hmm. beforehand. Because um, I would sometimes I would just read from the book, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give people extra stuff, and then they buy the book and they'll get you know just as much, you know. Yeah. Um, 
But I've had, I got offers, honestly, from Live Nation. They were like, we could book you for a month at different comedy <laughs> clubs. And I'm like, okay, freeze. Here's the problem with that synopsis, all yeah. right? It's easy for me to walk out into a room full of my fans who know exactly what to expect. Yeah. You know? I don't know if I could walk into a comedy club cold. Yeah, where in front it's of like, a crowd who doesn't know me, and that's why I have. We come here every day, yeah, or every week, yeah. We, we know what we like, uh-huh. and you're the guy that's now shit on that, take, <laughs> taking know? a step into our well, world. Well, and that's why I have such respect for comedians, like stand-ups, yeah, um, because they probably have one of the hardest jobs on the planet. I can't even imagine, especially imagine. when you're on the this side of the fence. I mean, when you once you've crossed over, your crowd knows what to expect, yeah. you know, and. You've, you know, your name is synonymous with a certain brand of humor. Yeah. So the comics that are on, you know, the, the this side looking out, they're, I mean, that's the toughest shit on the planet. I couldn't do it, to be honest. You yeah. know, I could walk out to people who know me and make them laugh. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I could do it cold in a crowd who has no fucking idea who I am, you know? Yeah. I'd have to spend 15 minutes just explaining to them, yes, I'm, I am famous. <laughs> I promise I'm famous. Well, I, I could swear come on, to I could God. just go, so he's done this. He's yeah, done right, this. exactly. He's done this, he's done this. <laughs> now he's going to be funny. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. it's a difficult gig, man, you know? Yeah, it's terrifying. It really is. Like, I can't, but then you, you know, you, like, as you've said, you've done a bunch of, of, of one-man shows. I, the concept of, of getting up on stage with just an acoustic guitar and, and just doing it like that, I find petrifying well those shows are three hours long too man like that's what people don't realize like i do an hour and a half of babbling and then i play for an hour and a half two hours like it's fucking crazy that the the yahoo stream that i did for the last show last year on my book tour um was almost three hours like it was just at three hours i was like holy shit and that was probably one of the best shows of the tour. Like, it was almost like kismet. Like, it was just meant to be that good, you know? And we had so much fun that night and just talked so much good shit. And then we played, uh, me and my buddy Jason, who I've done the acoustic stuff with for years, we had great set. Everything sounded good. And then we had a, a bunch of people come out and, and do guest stuff. Like, it was a lot of fun. So, But maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm so comfortable beforehand because i always know it's like if i don't come across in the spoken bit i know i've got the acoustic stuff that i can fall back on you yeah. know it's just like ah you're tired of listening to me let's play some music <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah that must be such a weird dynamic compared to like playing with the knot or, or it's honestly it's the closest i've ever gotten to pure joy in my life to be honest I'm, and that I'm, i mean from what i do yeah, like yeah Nothing's going to take away from like family and friends and just hanging out and doing stuff like that. But those shows, because, and maybe this is the ego in me, like it's, it's all about me and I, I don't have to worry sometimes as a front man, if you care about the guys you're in a band with, Hmm. you worry about, am I saying too much? Am I not getting to the songs quick enough? You know, like you, you have to, especially if you care about the guys you're in a band with. Yeah. Because everyone's in such a different mindset when they're on stage. Some guys are just total adrenaline. Some guys are just stoked and ready to show off the cheekbones, you know? Yeah. Um, so you really have to balance it, man. You know, it's, it's weird, you know? So the, so the solo shows, I don't have to worry about anything other than me, yeah. you know, whether or not I'm entertaining the audience. And for me, maybe the challenge is why I get so much joy out of it. Yeah. It's like, can I hold your attention? Can I, me, just myself, hmm. hold your attention for this amount of time and then walk away feeling like, God, I could have done better, you know? So I, I love it. It's so, much, it's so much fun. You know, the only thing I think that would be even better is if I put a whole band together and just did something completely different than, than the other two bands, you know? Yeah. Have you thought about that? I mean, you're, yeah, yeah. You, you, you listen to a huge variety of music. You know, yeah. we've talked about it loads of times. So do, do you ever feel like you've almost uh, 
not painted yourself into a corner because I don't mean it like that, but do you feel that other people's perception of what you do is, will not allow you to do those things? No, I, I don't worry about that at all, to yeah. be honest. Um, just for the fact that if I did, I wouldn't do half the stuff that I do, you know? Mm. Like, if I worried about it, I wouldn't have done the thing with tech. Um, I wouldn't have done the thing with uh, Richard Cheese, which was a lot of fun, you know? Yeah. Like, I'd... I honestly, I do the stuff that I, I want to do, you know, and I, I don't really worry about what people are going to say but, about me. But then do you feel like doing it as a collaboration is, is almost like a, a way out? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, but if if I had the urge to do something totally different, I, I totally would. You know, you? like I've got various things that I do with some of my friends that hasn't even been released yeah. that are completely different, you know. Um, some of it is very funk based some of it is uh almost like california country style like eagles type stuff yeah. so i'm you know i just getting to record it and write it doesn't necessarily mean that i need to release it yeah. for me to That's feel the okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 so yeah. so i mean would well, i worry must, about releasing you, it no you must realize though that people now would as soon as they're aware of anything, they're going to want to hear it. But then, well, I then, mean, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there seems to be a whole group of people just waiting to pounce on anything I do these days. But I, think, I mean, yeah, yeah, but I mean, who gives a shit? You know, I mean, that's yeah. not the reason you make music. That's you, true. Yeah. You know? And that's one of the reasons why I'm completely okay with it not being released yet. You know, I'm sure it'll see the light of day someday. But yeah. for How me, much of this is there. Then I mean, there's, there's at least, I mean, at least an album, albums. an album's worth on yeah. both sides, you know, like, uh, that's, I mean, JBKB started out as my disco, my disco, how did I call it? Disco rock stoner funk was how I put it. You my know? favorite of genres. With a, with a, with a pinch of Zappa in there, you know, yeah. from a lyrical standpoint. Nice. And it was all just kind of taking the piss, you know, but the music was really, really cool, you know, and, you know, I had, you know, it was, it was, I was playing guitar uh, with, with another guy. We had a bass player who could funk the shit out of it. Really good drummer. <laughs> we had a whole brass section that was really fucking cool. Wow. And then a totally different singer who could sing falsetto like nobody's business. Like it was really cool. So, that kind of stuff man, was a lot of fun to to work with. Mm. Um, we never went into a studio and recorded anything though, it, because it eventually just kind of became my solo band that I was touring, like just kind of doing off shows with. Yeah. Um, and once it degenerated into that, I just kind of lost interest with whatever, you know. Yeah. Have you ever? I mean, I I'm not sure. I, I'm not aware if you have already, but have you ever considered writing for other people? I've done it. I've done can, a couple times. Um, yeah. Because um, you can write a hook, man. Well, you know, it, it, but it all comes down. Like I'm, the thing I've realized about me is that I can write a hook for me because I know specifically how I want to sing it. Yeah. Um, the times yeah. that I've written for other people, it it doesn't come off as such, you know. Like, and nine times out of ten, I will give the benefit of the doubt to whoever I'm writing for that they can write the lyrics, you know, like, and, and kind of be able to take, cause I never want to feel like I'm stepping on someone's toes creatively. Yeah. I always want people to feel like they're kind of a part of the, the, the process. Um, so I haven't really had a, a I don't want to say a bad experience, but I, I just, for me, it's like, I kind of got to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm just, I know I'm not going to be a Linda Perry here, so I'll just kind of just keep these songs for myself. And whether some of them see the light of day or not is completely different. Because I mean, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that I've written that is completely—I don't want to say left field, but it's definitely not stone, like it doesn't feel like Stone Sour or Slipknot. So, you know, maybe someday if I find the right artist, I'll just be like, here, here's a bunch of tunes. Go yeah. make some cash. You know, I, th I think it can be quite a gratifying thing having done it myself. I enjoy yeah. it because it's. <sighs> You, it's, it's almost like your your filter, or for me anyway, your filters where you're like, oh, I couldn't sell this. Yeah, you know, yeah. I couldn't do that. I, what what? I don't think I could would, could do this the justice it needs. And then at the same time, you give it to somebody else, and then and then it's like, and it just kind of blossoms. Yeah, yeah. And it's like go off into the world. And now the uh, one <laughs> tune, the one tune that I that I, that is out there the, that I wrote for another band was for Hailstorm. Yeah. Um, and it, it was a 
it was a, an extra track for the special edition. It was called Tell Me Where It Hurts. And I had written the music, but I didn't write the, the lyrics. Like, so, I, you know, me and Lizzie kind of, you know, played with that. And it came out, it was a really good, you know, kind of rock tune. You know, it was just really, you know, really fun and really kind of in line with, like, a lot of the stuff that I just kind of write on my, you know, for my side stuff. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, it was cool. That's about the only time that I've ever really done something like that. And I even worked with a couple different people who were known for, you know, writing songs and stuff. Um, and it just never got any traction. Yeah. Yeah. It's early days yet. There's yeah. still plenty of time for that. Oh, well, that's true. You know, yeah. when I decide I'm tired of touring, yeah. you know, maybe. We'll see. Do you think you ever will? Um, Because the thing is, You know, right? honestly, I, you know, if you'd asked me a year ago, I would have said no. <laughs> um, But just, I mean, just now, I'm just kind of starting to, you know, I'm 42. I'm not young anymore. Yeah. Um, and as, as willing as my will is, you know, I, I, I'm just beat up, man. You know, I mean, I might as well be 60 in Slipknot years, for Christ's sake. So it's not I, like uh, is. it's, I don't know <laughs> if I would, I don't know if I would, um, retire. I might step away from Slipknot at some point just yeah. because the way the music is and that sense of energy I don't know if I could be able to do that into my 50s. Like it demands a certain yeah, physicality yeah, exactly. to it. Exactly. And I would never I would never want the band to feel like I was holding them back because I just couldn't physically do it. So that means I wouldn't completely quit music. I would probably just step away from Slipknot. But then at the same time it could also mean, you know, you guys are have all have made this journey together. So at some point it, it could be that that would be the thing which which makes the band transform in a way that they yeah, might not necessarily have done. Talked about, yeah, yeah. Me and Clown have talked about that a bit. You know, which is where where the band is going to go, is uh, because we've done it. You know, we've done the crazy shit. We've done, yeah. you know, you know. At, at some point, we'll have to evolve again. You mm. know, because we've you know we've evolved with every album. Yeah, of course. Um, at some point, it has to mean something other than just the fucking insanity. And I think it, in a lot of ways it does now, but we're all still young enough that we can pull it off physically, you know? So yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see because I, I think in the future we'll make it less about the angst and the insanity and more about the creativity because yeah. there's so many creative people in this band that, I mean, fuck, man, we could make you know 12 albums of just crazy, gnarly shit and it wouldn't have it, it wouldn't have to be just balls out war every time. So yeah. Um, so it's I mean it's definitely something we're thinking about. But at the same time, I mean you just never know. You just, you just never know. Yeah, it's it's true. I had this conversation with um with Greg from Dillinger recently, and it's, yeah, yeah. I mean same deal with that band. You know, it's it is like as you say, it's just all out war. It's total physical abandon thrown yeah. into it and at yeah. some point he was like you know that's why yeah he's, yeah he's doing that this new thing the black queen which is interesting because it's it's totally the other end of the spectrum and really that, yeah it's kind of like 80s pop oh with nice a little, with a little um with kind of like a dark early sort of nine inch nails edge to it which they're probably loath to say but i feel that's fair uh, that's but mean, it's that's... funny I, I went to see him play the other day and it's like you know, this is a guy which is n- would happily just within the first three seconds of a song run out yeah. across the heads of the crowd, yeah. and throw which we've all seen him do. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and 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 throw flight cases around, and yet yeah. he was he was fine. It was it was like you could see he was finding his finding his groove quite literally. Yeah, you know? yeah. He wore it well though, I think. Yeah. Well, he's a great dude too. Yeah, man. you know, he's, great he's got so much talent that. I'd I'd be interested to see that. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, it's cool. You should check yeah. it out. I'll, I will. I'll I will. send you a link to the will. album. It's cool. I know. So what? I mean, what's you say? You've got the you're going to be touring the U.S. Um, middle of this year. Yeah, yeah. And after that, um, we've got some. I mean, obviously, we're going to do uh, the Not Fest stuff. How's um, that? It's going well. Yeah, it's doing really well. Well, I you know? see that, but I mean, how is it from the perspective that it's like all of a sudden you're going from you know, it's established now, and you, you're doing it in three different countries, right? Japan. Yeah, as of right now. Yeah. Well, soon to be four. 
um, because uh, we just picked up a new territory. And I don't know if we've released that yet, so I won't say which one. I know where it is. Um, I'm sorry. Damn it. <laughs> Knew it. I won't say. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of taken on. It's, it was, it's, it's doing exactly what we hoped. It's taking on a life of its own. Yeah. You know? um, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's definitely yeah. worth it, you know. And it's us putting our money where our mouth is, you know, mm. and really trying to wear what we believe in on our sleeve and showing the world that we will back it up, you know. So, And then the great thing about the brand is that people are really responding to it, you know. Um, I think it's amazing that, that it's getting made as this immersive thing, you know. It's, it's cool because it, it only... It only adds to the band. I yeah, think. yeah. Well, and not only that, but it, it just adds to the experience that we want people to have yeah. as, as far as the band is concerned, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah. We just, uh, we're, we're doing the, the Not Fest Japan one in November. Are you are you guys sitting down and picking all the bands on that, or we people, get a list of whoever uh, is available yeah. and whoever has submitted, and we really try to cherry pick as many as possible, at least the top tier, you yeah. know, to really kind of, you know, make sure that you know it's all good. And a lot of, you know, we've had to turn bands away now. Where you know the first year we were putting it together, it was kind of hard cobbling one together, but as it's gone on, people have really gotten interested in it. So it's yeah. it's pretty cool, you know. Do you keep on top of those things um, as far as the newer bands go? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the great thing about having kids, you are oh, that course. certain age, is, yeah. I mean, that's your instant tap-in. Yeah. And you're just like, what are you listening to, you know? Mm. And, uh, and then you listen to it, and you're like, well, that's rubbish, but... No, I take that back. Sabbath. No, it's I cool, know you know. It's, it's, it's really cool, you know. You get a, a, a sense of... Because that's what, you know, I mean, that's what metal and hard rock is to me. It's street level, you know, mm. like it's, it's, it will never repl be replaced by anything on the street because it's such a, it's such a street level feeling, you know, it's, it's, it's urban kids, it's suburban kids, it's everything, you know, and yeah. that's why I will never go away. People have been trying to kill us for years as wow. far as like metal and hard rock and punk go. Yeah. And we're just never going to go away. I mean, there may be ebbs and flows in it. But it's never going to go away. I think that's the beauty of it, though, because yeah. it's the thing which, you know, that's why, why it becomes uh, not just a, a, a soundtrack, but a lifestyle in a sense, because kids exactly. discover it. Because yeah. it's, it, it's, you know, it's, it's an identity. It's exactly it. And as, yeah. soon, as soon as you find those things... It strikes a chord, and and that's that's you for life. Yeah, exactly. For, and it's for better not, or for worse, in, and in it my, doesn't. You know, the great thing about it too is that it's so flexible that it doesn't have to be such a specific identity. Like yeah. you can really find yourself in it, no matter who you are. You know, that's. I mean, it's one of the things I was talking. You know, when when I was doing the Guardian interview, and we were talking about racism in metal. Yeah, you know, the, my biggest thing was it's like I don't really well on one. I mean, on one hand, you're gonna find racism in all forms of music. This yeah. isn't just a metal thing. Hmm. But having played a million shows, having been to a million shows, I can tell you with absolute honesty that metal is not a very racist form of music because hmm. a metal show is very diverse. There are so many kids from so many different places and so many different walks of life, so many different colors, so many everything, yeah. that these forms of music are bringing together the misfits. Yeah, it's you know? inclusive. Exactly. We have never tried to cut people out ever. And that's why I think it'll take very little to get rid of racism in metal because I don't really think it's there in a huge proportion. You're going to find that you're going to find prejudice in all music, to yeah. be honest. So for me, it's one of the things I'm most proud of about metal is that it brings people together instead of tearing people apart. And that's not to say that there aren't the armchair, you know, metal fascists who, well, you know, they're, they call themselves metal, but this band over here is yeah. really, but that has more to do with the bands themselves than it does with the fans, you know? So I don't think it's, I don't think it's that big a deal to be honest yeah that elitism is is a funny thing man you know when you think that 
when you get into a, a form of music like this where it becomes so all-encompassing in your life it gets to the point where it then almost fractures so so it, it becomes like a pissing contest of yeah. like oh well i don't like this band because this isn't true to what what and it's like come on man well what does that sound like what does that sound like it sounds like religion yeah because think about that think yeah. about how different yeah, you know, but that's the kind of impact that True. music has on people, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's... So anytime you get something that is so like that, you're going to get that kind of... That that just territorial kind of, you know, this interpretation is completely different than your interpretation, even though it's the same fucking song, you know? Yeah. Like, it's it's very, very weird. It's it's But at the same time, I I still hope that music brings more people together than tears apart, you know? Somebody needs to. Yeah. So somebody does need to. We didn't really speak much about what's going on with um, Stone Sour after the two EPs. Oh, yeah, about. yeah, yeah. So, uh, that, which is which kind of leads on because, you know, those EPs were were almost like touchstones to to, to points that got you into. Yeah, absolutely. Got you to this point, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's how I interpret it. That's exactly it, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was cool because we all kind of picked a tune and we just kind of went with it, you know. Was that was there anyone that was like, we need to do this, and everyone was like, Neh. no, we were all really open to it. You yeah, know? I mean, yeah, I mean, in fact, I mean, in a lot of ways, it was hard to narrow it down because hmm. we were all so into doing different stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and we were originally we were going to do three, and now it's it sounds like we're just going to do the two, and then just keep the other stuff that we recorded as extra content from when we make the next album. Okay. Because um, just, just for the Mel Church fact, track went up online, yeah, right? yeah it and was it, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, and that was a part of the Fear Clinic soundtrack as well. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. There was uh, that was cool. And the, but the, you know, the first one, it was really, it was more hard rock and heavy metal. You know, yeah. and the second one, we were really able to kind of branch out a little bit, yeah, make it even more tune. diverse. Yeah, and I don't think we we all kind of agreed. It was like I don't know if we're going to be able to touch the second one because it came out so well. Hmm. So we were like, you know what? We've got all this stuff recorded. We'll just hang on to it and we'll use it as B-sides or extra stuff for when Roadrunner releases in Japan and yeah. you know because they always ask for extra crap and it's yeah, just like, cool. can't we just give you an album and you just be all right with it? You fucking dicks. <laughs> so that's well, like this a, is just that's us. a weird situation Shit. there, man. Oh, you ain't kidding. Yeah. But yeah. uh yeah, so so as far as Stone Sour is concerned, I mean, we're just kind of demoing stuff right now. Um we're just kind of taking our time because everybody knows what's going on with my schedule. Yeah. And uh, just kind of, you know, just feeling out. I will say that we've got at least 14 songs written right now, just kind of just in demo stage. Like, we haven't played yeah. them as a band yet. But it's all really good, man. Like, it's really, really good shit. It must be tough, man. Like, you know, I'm saying all this stuff, you know, you're doing this and you're doing that and how are you finding time for this? It must be tough to be in a, <laughs> be in a band with you. With I don't me? mean yeah. Well, yeah. I don't mean yeah. I don't mean yeah. that in a. I don't <laughs> I don't mean that to sound as I mean that could be interpreted in a, in a really <laughs> bad way. I don't mean it like that. It's not, I'm not saying you're an asshole, but what I mean is it must be like you. You know what it's like when you're in a band. You yeah. you want to just go. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I mean it's tough, you know, but <laughs> I, uh, I I do a good a pretty good job of balancing everything with, yeah, with yeah, the guys. I think you, do. you know, that's what blows my mind. Yeah. Well, plus, you know, a lot of the guys that I'm uh, different projects with got other stuff going on, you True. know. I mean, yeah. the, you know, Roy is doing a lot of soundtrack stuff right now. He's yeah. really kind of dipping into that. You know, I mean, everybody kind of, they're they're pretty, like, and then they'll they'll go out with other bands and, and tour with them and stuff. And hmm. so it's, yeah, I mean, it's, as, as, as much as I hate to feel like I'm leaving them high and dry sometimes, they've also got other stuff going on, you yeah. know, so... And I, I think they, you know, maybe one is because of the other and, and so forth. But they also know that, you know, when it, when it comes time to work, like I'm all in. So yeah. it's uh, it'd be different if it was kind of a blase kind of vibe to it, where it's like, yeah, I'll be around. I'll, you know, I was a, mm. when I'm in, I'm in. So yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, I, yeah, that's what it comes down shows. to. Yeah. I hope so. You know, I mean, yeah, that's the reason why an awful lot of half assing going on. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why the quality is still where it is. You know, at least in my mind. You know, yeah. (laughs) So, so what? Um, oh, we can't talk about the new venture yet, can we? No, not right. Not yet. Not yet. Um, soon-ish. Let's just say I'm involved with something 
uh, that is You've going not to be... got enough going on. You need to do something else, I think. Yeah, right. Well, at least this I can do in my own time, you know? I think I it'll mean, be great as well. It's, oh, I'm hoping. He's an astronaut. Oh, I am. Or a hemorrhoid. I'm not really sure <laughs> which, yeah. one, which one it is yet. Yeah, amazing. Either All way, right. I'm going to be a pain in the ass. All right, well, thank you for that. You're welcome, sir. Thank you for listening to Swim Podcast Episode 2. Hit us up on Twitter, which is at Swim Podcast. Same on Instagram. Uh, Mine is at Daniel P. Carter on Twitter and Instagram. Let me know who else you'd like to hear on upcoming episodes. Uh, As I said the, um, the other week, I've made a wish list. And I'm punishing people now. So hopefully uh, it'll all pan out, all the people I want to speak to, because I think it'll be interesting. A lot of them are from the world of music, uh, specifically from the sort of world of music, I guess, is that I'm best sort of associated with. But also I want to speak to some painters and some artists and and just people I think are interesting, um, because that's what it's all about, right? So hit me up. Let me know what's going on. All right. Thanks. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.